Hamilton School District. One path, one purpose, our student success. Welcome to the Pack Proud Podcast. I'm Brian Bridges, Director of Communications and Public Relations for the Lake Hamilton School District and your host for this series, where you'll get an inside scoop on life in the Lake Hamilton School District. Hello, Wolf Nation. Glad that you could join us for our second episode of our Pack Proud podcast series. Today's episode features some of our arts educators here in the district. I've got Gina Johnson with us today. Good afternoon, Gina. And Gina is our elementary music educator. Also here with us, I've got Shelly Wheeler. Hi. Hello. And Shelly is our junior high uh, visual art teacher and gifted and talented, right? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. And then we've also got John Schultz here with us. He is the director of bands for Lake Hamilton. Good afternoon, John. Hey, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. Let's go ahead and get started. Um... Speaking of arts education, you know, here at Lake Hamilton, one thing that I love, and it's not just because I am public relations, it's because, you know, I have kids here even. I love that there's a wide variety of things for our kids and students to choose from, whether it is academics, it's arts, it's athletics. I feel like we have a vast just array of options that that these kids can choose from, that they can get involved in. Um, but one thing that I always like to shine a light on is our arts programs and the importance of having arts programs. So tell me, I, John, I'll start with you. Why, why do you feel, I know you feel this way because we've talked a lot over the past few years, but how important is it to have an arts program here in school? Uh, it's and the art should be studied just like any other academic class because what it does is, you know, the arts, what it does is it actually changes a person's brain and uh, it, it wires the synapses in their brain. It's actually a scientific thing. And it's like when you're in math class and they tell you, teach you a jingle to help you remember something, or you come up with a rhyme, something that has a, a you know, a music, uh, idiomatic music, you know, flow to it it helps you remember things. And so what it does is actually your brain cells that are connected by these synapses are actually protected by things that you learn through arts and through music and stuff like that. So it actually makes you smarter. It isn't that smart people do music or smart people do the arts. It is the arts make you smarter. And so, I mean, just because of the chemical makeup of our brains and it, it gives students a place to belong. It gives, uh, uh, humanity to the world you know the things that make us human are, are what we're studying and the things that separate us from all the rest of the animals the creativity you know the things that uh they give us feeling that's what we study and that's what makes it so important i agree uh gina shelley any anything you want to piggyback off that on on the importance of having arts education and also when you are in an arts program as a child it gives you an opportunity it gives you the opportunity to create with a group. And I think in our society, we have become a society where we really don't know how to work together. And when kids come together in an arts program, 
the band uh, in in my music class, and they're able to work together to create something. I just think those are also things that will have a long-lasting result as they move forward and they're out of school learning to work and on teams and working with other people. Music, art is just a beautiful way to be creative and imaginative and I think it's a confidence builder that will benefit them throughout their life. I, I would have to agree with that and also I would agree that um, it brings people together. You know, like you said, we we live in a divisive world, right. let's just be honest. And it does bring people together. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think there's anything more beautiful than seeing our kids together singing or playing an instrument or working on an or working on a project together and in, in your class, Shelly, it's just it's special. It's yes. special, you know? And well in, in my mm -hmm. class, it's like we learn about the the art of the world and by doing that we're learning about different people and different cultures Absolutely, and acceptance yes. and we see and and it helps the students realize that there's a bigger world out there than just this part of arkansas so if you if you introduce that to them they will pick up on that and they also pick up on the visual arts in social media they know so much more than they realize that they know they've seen all of these famous pieces of artwork but they did they just don't know them and so by introducing those they they pick up on the social arts and the things the advertising and and the things that people use um to, to showcase that one thing that Gina, I know you've mentioned is how you've seen some of the students who may be struggling socially or academically, they're able to find their confidence and their success in music or theater or visual art and able to express themselves and then find a place to belong. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times I think that when children struggle academically or socially, it could very well be a confidence issue. And um, so when I discover that student who learns to just shine in a musical setting on the stage, and they realize, wow, I have so much potential musically. I have so much potential um, saying my part on stage and then I, that builds their confidence to be more successful academically um, they feel more accepted by their peers and I think that um, music art it, theater dance it's just such a such a way to find those students who've never really found their place before and we provide here at Lake Hamilton a place where students can grow in the arts without getting those private lessons after school and things like that. I think a lot of kids have the opportunity to uh, take private lessons. But what I love about working at Lake Hamilton is we provide those during the day. And we give students that might not ever have the opportunity to be involved in art to do that right here during the school day. Yeah, it, starting in kindergarten. Exactly. And, and I loved about, you know, four or five years ago, the only building on campus that didn't have their own dedicated art teacher 
was our primary school. And four or five years ago, we hired Samantha Stallman to be down at our primary school. So now from kindergarten on, the all of our students are being serviced with arts opportunities, whether it be uh, the visual art classes in music class, all the way up to theater and our band program as well in orchestra. So um, I, I tell parents all the time, if your kids can't find something that they like here, we're not looking hard enough because we have so many Everything. different offerings. Right. You know, Brian, the, the arts are the great equalizer because you may have a student that is self-contained academically or something or socially even, and you put them into a setting in the arts with AP students or gifted students. And there's a lot of time where the student that comes from uh, the, how do I say this, where they struggle in a regular classroom will out excel the student that is used to being advanced all the time. You say that a lot. In- it, Absolutely. Or, you know, with us on the football field, you put them side by side and you expect the same out of each student. And that's that's the beauty of it. Or you put them on the stage, or you put them, you put them, you know, in the studio drawing. The, the expectations are not different. You know, it, it's there's not a lot of differentiation because the the, the end product has got to be what the end product is. How you help the student get there is different, but but there's still a, a level of uh, how, of excellence that you expect out of every kid. Yeah. And so that's where our class is different than, than most, I hate to say, regular classrooms. Right. Well, speaking of classrooms, you guys have been in the classroom for quite some time. I, I feel privileged to be able to speak with a, a group that has a combined 64 total years in education uh, in arts education, so that's phenomenal. Gina, you've got 24, Shelly, 16, and John, 24. Um, you've been here in education. You've been in arts education. You've seen education evolve over your careers, I'm sure, as we all have. Tell me, why did you choose? Why did you guys choose arts education? What? Surely there was someone influential at some point that helped guide you on this pathway? Shelly, you're shaking your For head. For me, that that's easy. I went to school here, like Hamilton's a legacy. My dad graduated here. I'm a second generation, you know, graduate. My daughter's a third generation graduate. But I had Jeannie Longinotti and Darla Dixon. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm where two I'm at legends. today. I am where I'm at today because of those two and their support. Um, And I was also really um, lucky to get to work with an Arkansas living legend, Jim Larkin. Um, He taught me pottery, and that is my medium. So I have a lot of support with with my mentors just right here in Hot Springs. It's funny you said support. You know, I feel like arts educators, they sometimes find themselves living on an island within a school system. Mm Just like as the director of communications, there's one of me for the district. And so I am so thankful to have relationships with different communicators throughout the state that I can lean on and 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 collaborate with. Mm-hmm. It's nice that you say that support system, because as you guys are a lot of times on your own island, there's one music teacher for the building. There's one arts teacher for the building. There's one director of bands. It's important to have those mentors that you can that you can talk to and get 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 help with every now and then and who influenced yeah. you Gina 
you know, I came from a very small school district, and there were not a lot of um, opportunities in the arts. Um, I was able to get those opportunities after school, but my elementary music teacher, kindergarten through fifth grade, her name was Alberta Moman, and just a shout out to her. We had a record player <laughs> and maybe some rhythm sticks. We didn't we didn't have the latest, greatest, but you know she was a huge influence to me because she went that extra mile to make music exciting. If we learned a song, she brought all the bells and whistles. She had props. We moved, we danced, we acted out the song. And um, everybody I know that is my age, we remember Miss Moment and how she did what she didn't have to do. You know, nobody was watching, but she cared so much about us being passionate about what we were doing in her class that she made music exciting and fun. And I did get the opportunities after, you know, after school with piano lessons and, and things like that. But just that influence of a teacher who really didn't have anything to work with and didn't have to do what she did, but she cared enough about us to make it so, you know, awesome and made, made us love music. And I continue to love music because of her. And probably use some of those same things yes, that, to yes. make sure you remember mm-hmm. she did it a certain way right. and you try to implement. Right. Because it doesn't matter what we're teaching if if we don't make it exciting. Kids need us to bring the excitement to learning. And in the care. I love how you, you keep talking about care. And that's one thing. And on our last episode, Mr. Higginbotham, uh, who's our superintendent, he was talking about how what makes it what makes a great teacher just a great educator in general and it's those that that care it's right. those that care about the student and their student experience and then once the students realize that you do care about them genuinely care about them they tend to do what they need to do for you academically or musically or or through art or band uh, John, any influential people you want to give a shout out to that, uh, that- too many honestly and truly um I did everything I could to avoid this. Uh, you know, I went to college and I didn't know what I wanted to do, even though I was a music major. And, um, you know, in, in high school, that's what I was good at. I mean, I was good at band and uh, and music, and I took piano lessons. And Ron McCone, that used to teach here, was actually my junior high and high school band director. And uh, it's kind of weird that he came over here after I was the head director, and he was middle school director here for four years and he was highly influential uh chris lacera was his assistant and then david rollins when i went to college and i just went i don't want to be a teacher i don't want to be a teacher i don't want to be a teacher i want to play my tuba i want to do this i want to do that and then one day i went mad just think i'll be a band director and it just i'm living proof that the good lord takes care of stupid people because he just put (laughs) everything in my life where i had no choice and it you know it's the best decision i ever made well so speaking of best, what are what are some of the best parts of your job? Uh, for me personally, um, the best part of my job is just what I get to do. I mean, I love having high expectations for my students and watching them uh, grow musically. Um, you know, when I think about the performances that we have, those are when I when I, we get through with a performance on stage, it's so much fun to reflect on that and bask in the glory of 
them putting on a great show. But my best moments are just seeing that light bulb come on in, in a child. And when they go, wow, when I listen to this group play, I can connect with my rhythm and learning to listen to each other and take something that sounds like chaos in the beginning and make something beautiful out of it. And just the joy that it brings them brings me joy. Those are the best parts of my job. I love it. And I know there's chaos because I will say my son is in third grade. So he has uh, Miss G, as he calls you, uh, <laughs> for music each week. And we have lots of chaos at our house right now, Miss G, that we can thank you <laughs> from with our recorders. Oh, yeah. That we are playing. And we have now had to, in the Bridges household, uh, make a new rule that <laughs> our recorders are an outdoor practicing moment, not an indoor practicing moment. Although he is improving and it is getting better, um, there's there, it is we're we're still in the little chaos phase. Well, and that was one of the rules of this year: <laughs> do not play your recorder in front of your parents until we've played for about six weeks. And I'm doing that for you, Mr. Schultz, because I'm thinking that's going to make better band students for you learning to play an instrument, <laughs> even though it is Couldn't the recorder. Hurt. Yeah. Okay, so talk to me, John, real quick about, so we were thinking about like a moment that you would never forget, and you mentioned something about a war memorial teeter-totter incident. What What is that about? Okay, so we, we've had tons of stuff, but, you know, when the thing with us is we get to see these, these students grow up. We have them from sixth grade to 12th grade. We have, have a different perspective than a lot of people do. We see them truly from when they're children until they walk out the door being young adults. And um, we were at War Memorial Stadium, and uh, we went out in prelims, and we beat an unnamed band that's a very good band in the state. And, um, and it was not a very good performance. And I went to turn around and talk to the kids, and one of the seniors turned around and looked at me and said, we don't need you right now. And I said, what? I said, let me tell She said, no, you don't understand. You need to go away. We're going to fix this. Okay. So I, I go slandering back to the bus, and I go down there, and the parents are all cooking out. And I look over there, and all the kids are on the buses, and they're talking to each other. And I go, okay. And I get to get on the bus, and another kid said, we said we didn't need you right now. And it wasn't very nice the way they said it to me. So I go sit down in a chair, and eat a snack and everything and the kids all get off the buses and they go talking and everything and uh, um I walk over to the they all go to the back of the semi truck and and they said they looked at me like I was an invader in my own land honestly and truly so I go back over seriously this went on for about an hour and a half and then I was finally told that I could come and talk to everybody and those kids that just talked about made a vow to each other. They had worked so hard that season, they weren't going to give away everything. They had just beaten a band that had done very well nationally by several points, but they were not happy with where they were. And I thought, okay, now we've grown up because now we're worried about ourselves and not other people. So when you gain that much maturity from something, we're doing our job finally. That's what I kind of, that's where it hit me. It's like, we're not happy. We did very well. We had a teeter-totter catch on fire. It was crazy on our way to Warm World Stadium. This was about 10 years ago. We used those in the show. But with that show, that was the time where, as a band program, I think we finally grew up. Where the kids were, it's it's still in place today, where 
it doesn't matter if it's Friday night or Grand Nationals. We have to have our best performance at our best times. And, and it doesn't matter what you did the week before. It only matters what you do tomorrow. And, and I think that's where we grew up. And that incident right there is kind of what, what proved it to me. Where they took true ownership. Where they took exactly, true ownership yeah. of, the pro- of the product. And it wasn't even that the product was bad. It was just the way they reacted to it. They were just not happy with themselves as people, as humans. And I go, that we're here now. Right. Now we can now we can begin to work on the cool stuff. So And I think that's an, another uh, thing that we were talking about with the arts, coming together and saying, I can't do this by myself. This is a teamwork. And that's more than just athletics, which, you know, in, in the arts we create beautiful things by working together. So Well, and in the visual arts, and, and I've talked to you about this before, Brian you're going to make mistakes. You have to accept that. I tell the kids, don't be so hard on yourself. You are going to make mistakes, but we do so many multi-step projects that you are problem solvers. And I know that people have heard, uh, have heard um, us say that the visual arts teach problem solving, but it does because it is so multifaceted and you have to do one thing before you do something else and it's okay to make those mistakes along the way because you're learning from those and then your overall project is going to be outstanding even if it's not what you expected to begin with it's going to be outstanding because you accomplished something that you didn't know that you could accomplish what are some of your students favorite projects for for junior high art so you've got eighth and ninth grade 100 percent, they love clay um, everybody, the, I use that as a motivator because they want to get their hands in something. They want to shape something. And, and you can do that with clay. And guess what? If you mess up with clay, you just put it right back together and you can start over again. And so I think they see that and realize that I can, I can change something that I've already done and make it better and, and learn something in the process. But that is always a motivator. I will tell my kids, hey, you've got to be caught up in order to do this. And every single one of them will do whatever they have to do to get caught up so they can do clay. And uh, they always want to do the spinny thing. They want to work mm-hmm. on the wheel. the wheel. And then they get over on the wheel and they're like, oh, Miss Wheeler, this is hard. <laughs> because, I mean, it takes, it takes some skill. It takes practice. And I've never so, done it, but I enjoy watching it happen. i make you come do that. Okay. I'd love to do it. <laughs> oh, I would too. Um, okay. So, Gina, you guys are now deep into preparations and rehearsals for your upcoming spring musical that we have not gotten to do in several years. Several years. It's so and exciting. Yeah. Susical, right? Susical. Mm-hmm. Susical the musical. Susical the musical. Okay. So, for those listening that don't know, this is when our entire third grade, every single third grade student gets to get on stage and participate. Mm-hmm. How on earth do we coordinate that? We start early <laughs> and uh, we have lot, there, there are not lunch breaks right now. We have, um, I spend my lunch break working with students on choreography, um, have the best parents in Lake Hamilton School District that... I send information uh, to them through Seesaw or, or however. If, if parents who don't have Seesaw, I make sure they get the information. And just it take, it's a group effort. It takes the teachers working with me, the parents working with me. 
we dance, we sing, we do parts. Um, Miss Riley, the art teacher, is awesome about um, you know creating beautiful props for the musical. Um, it's a it's a group effort. Um, I have a great administrator. My administrators, Mr. Catlett and Miss Bells. They work with me on scheduling before the rehearsal because these kids never get on stage until the day before their musical. We do everything in the classroom. Um, so it's just taking little pieces of a puzzle, and then we bring those pieces together, and they love it when they get to see that final puzzle put together. Like, oh, this is what we've been doing in class. Now we're with six other classes, and this is what this looks like. So. Yeah, and it's standing room only. I mean, you've had yeah, to now break so, it up it's into so fun. Yeah, two, different half, groups. two different groups. Yeah. And what are the dates that you guys are So are the first performance will be the A group, and they perform uh, May the 23rd. That's a Tuesday. And then the B performance is um, May the 25th. We have a day performance and then a night performance. Right. And the day performance is for students. That's just for the students. And the night is when Mm -hmm. we let moms and dads. Yes, yes. Friends and family come and enjoy. And those are always the most exciting because, you know, seeing your family there is, it's a big deal to those those kids. And, you know, you see the crowds at, last night I was at our, our basketball game. It was senior night and we had a great crowd. What those, what others may not realize is, our Lake Hamilton, it doesn't matter what it is. We have crowds that come and support our kids. Yes. So at your productions, huge. And any of the art shows that we have in the hallways, our, our hallways are filled. And then anytime, John, y'all are doing any sort of concert, I mean, it's standing room only in that auditorium. Always. You know, beginning band, the babies, they're five or six deep all the way around. I mean, that auditorium holds about 950 Oh, no fire marshals listening. You know, it can be up to 1,400 people in there. You know, yeah. It's insane. And I just think it goes to show again what really how blessed we are to be oh, in the absolutely. community that we're in. And Amen. not just saying that. I mean, truly, we really are. We have the support that we have with our parents and our community members. It really is second to none. I know all of you guys have been in different districts as well as I have. And sometimes it takes going out to a different district and then you come to Lake Hamilton and you realize how good we've got it right. here. It's home. Mm-hmm. Definitely home. Okay, so we've talked earlier about how you guys were influenced in or just decided to be in arts education. What would you what advice would you give someone that's interested in joining our profession? You know, we're constantly recruiting for, for great teachers and educators. But, you know, we, we talk all the time, like, let's start grooming our own here at Lake Hamilton. What, how can we recruit better arts educators? What personality traits or strengths do you think people need to have to be in arts education? I think that as a teacher, you've got to be authentic. The kids pick up on that, y'all. If if you are not yourself, they know that, and they appreciate your authenticity. And getting getting teachers, getting even our our own students in the classroom to help, they love that, and it gives them the experience to work with students to see if that's something that they want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. And I do believe um, and totally agree with what you said, kids at any level, they pick up on those who are not genuine. We have to be genuine and we have to be real when it comes to our students because 
and we need we need to have high expectations, but we also, as you talked about earlier, um, we need to enjoy the the process of the of creating the final product. Our kids need to have fun when they're going through the process of creating something. Um, and I also think for any educator, whether it be in the arts or any other position in education, you have to be willing to continue to learn. Um, I learn so many things from music educators that have been out of college for one year. You know, when I first started teaching, I didn't want anybody to know that I didn't know everything. But you learn as you get older that the best way to be a good educator is to be able to continuously learn. You cannot stop learning. And you have to connect with other people and figure out figure out ways to do what you're doing better because there's always a better way to do it. I learn from my students a lot. Oh, yes. A lot. And uh, you mentioned the process. I've, we're in an instant gratification world, and that I feel like is one of – one of the many benefits of being in art education is it really teaches our students that the instant gratification isn't always going to exist. It's not going to happen right off the bat. And it teaches them work ethic. It teaches them perseverance. Um, you know, it teaches them that they they sometimes aren't going to get it right the first few times and it's not going to be exactly how you want it to sound or look or you know what i'm saying but if they stick with it you're able to i feel like arts if any you're able to really track that progress i mean you are really able to see that progress from start to finish like john said you you get to watch that progress from beginning band in sixth grade until when they're they're getting first chair in their all-state band their senior year you know the other thing i think that people need to have is they need to have a passion for what they want to teach and they and they have to like people Mm-hmm. Because you you know I, I, we always say around our around the band room that we teach kids through music because we look we all of the directors and I mean all the all the arts teachers at the high school you see it in all of them everybody likes kids and they like you know they want to hang out you know what I mean they you want to see this development you want to be around people you want to see the growth in them and you have to love what you're doing. Um, I would make a terrible math teacher. Um, that's not my passion. I love music. I love band. Um, and I love showing people my passion. So I think that's the thing that, you know, and then you have to have grit. You have to be willing to, you know, you're not going to take no for an answer. You, you know what I mean? You just, I don't care if you did it wrong 17 times. We may have to do this 22 times. We have to be willing to, to change our what we're doing, be gritty enough to think what we're teaching doesn't work, find another method to get there, and you just can't stop. So, I mean, but it, it all starts with, if I don't care about what I'm teaching, neither are they going. Right. They're not going to care about learning. Well, and they can tell if it's genuine. It goes back to that I, authenticity. I feel like that as the arts, we live our content area even outside of yep. the classroom. I go home, I make art, I go to my studio. And so I'm leaving my classroom and I'm going right back into another studio at home. So we live our content area. I'm not saying other teachers don't, I'm just saying it's so much a part of our lives and I think that's why 
it connects with the kids so much because they see that being a part of our lives outside of the school. Music is my hobby. Yeah, art's my hobby. And, and also, I think we could all agree, there is never a time that I'm not at work. Uh, my husband knows uh, when we're driving down the road, I'm doing, I'm, I'm making up some choreography for the, mm-hmm. for the kids, or I'm, um, you know, learning one of the songs that we're going to do. There is never a moment that I am not working. Some and of I'll, my best and I'll ideas. say this, though, from the outside, it shows. It shows, I know, with you three and many of our others here on campus, it shows. It shows the dedication. I think it goes hand in hand with y'all's successes that you have. And, and we have many successes on like a rating scale and a competition scale and stuff like that. But that's not even the success that we're talking about. Our successes and our kids and them being successful individuals. And, um, and that happens here. And I see it in your programs. Okay, so we got to start wrapping things up. Last, last question. So I've got... You know, I give tours all the time of Lake Hamilton to new families coming in or families checking out the area. I'm going to go through each one of you. Um, tell me, I'm, I'm giving a family a tour. What do you want others to know about Lake Hamilton and the arts program here or your arts program here? What would you want me to tell them? Um, we will take care of your child like they are our own. That's basically it. I mean, we're going to tend to their needs emotionally, socially. I mean, sometimes we feed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, with us, when we travel, we're going to treat them just like they're our own children. We're going to take care of them that way mm-hmm. so that there, there's a trust there. And then through that trust, we'll teach them some music too. Yeah. Shelly? Well, I, I often get parents come in at the beginning of the, beginning of the year with their kids and say, oh, bless his heart. He does not have a creative gene. He is just like me. <laughs> and I tell those parents, your child hasn't had me <laughs> And we are going to find out what your child is good at in art because there's a lot to do in art. It's not just drawing. It's not just one particular medium. We have so many different mediums that we cover. We're going to find what your kid's good at. I think I would say um, your child has a place here. Um, And if your child can't uh, connect with music in one way, you are going to be a part of a great school district that uh, gives us so... I have so many instruments in my room. I'm going to find a place to put your child where they can be successful in music. Um, and I have yet to um, find a child that can't find their place in music. Um, and that is, that's because we are part of a great school district that makes sure that we have all the tools that we need in the arts program to meet our, our, you know, our students' needs. There's not a child sitting, waiting to play. We have everything we need. Um, and your child is going to be a part of a great arts program, and there's going to be a place for them. And... Um, like like Mr. Schultz said, we're going to take care of your child and, and create that joy for the arts. There's nothing to me more beautiful than the um, hearing children sing or participate in, in arts. Um, I was walking through the elementary school earlier this year, and sometimes when you're having a stressful day, it's like you just have to get out in the field and get around these kids and remember why we're actually here. And I was walking by your room 
And I stopped because it was just amazing hearing these kids sing. And what I loved is that boys, girls, those that love athletics, those that don't love athletics, those that love academics, those that have to work hard at academics, those that live for music, those that don't necessarily think they live for... It didn't matter. The innocence of them singing, truly singing together, it was just magical. It was magical. It's magical. It made my day, and I, I still think about it. It was just really cool, and I, I just appreciate the job that you guys do. I know our community, our school board, um, we all are so thankful to have our de uh, dedicated art teachers, uh, arts teachers. I, I wish I had more microphones because I would have invited every single one of our arts teachers uh, in today to talk, which this podcast would then be about two hours long. But guys, thank you for joining us again. Um, John Schultz, our director of bands, Shelly Wheeler, our art teacher at our junior high school, and Gina Johnson, our music teacher at our elementary school and guys we thank you for joining us on episode two of our pack proud podcast series and we look forward to speaking with you next time as we learn more about the lake hamilton school district hello job seekers looking to get more from your work how about more flexibility free training or simply the chance to make a big difference every day sound good Kelly Education is hiring substitute teachers in the Lake Hamilton School District. Find out how to get started by calling 1-800-528-0049, option 2. That's 1-800-528-0049, option 2. Call today. Kelly is an equal opportunity employer.